to Hull House. According to the legend, it's not haunted. It's possessed. Gateway to hell. With this Halloween, Angela's planning one hell of a party. Come. A night filled with tricks and deadly treats. This is Brandon Ford, and welcome to the Blind Rage Podcast. This time around, we are doing Night of the Demons 3 from 1997. Why? Uh, well, I suppose I really can't think of anything better to do solo. So... I'm not recording with Tony tonight. I'm not recording with James tonight. So I don't want it to get something done. I'm not sleep deprived, at least not yet. This could turn into an insomnia night, and I'll wish I did this later. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah. So we're doing Night of the Demons 3. The source that I have is a bootleg from... Uh, where to get it? Flesh wound video, about fifteen or sixteen years ago. I'm using this because there is no DVD, not in America. Nope. This mess was only released on VHS by Paramount for some weird, weird and bizarre reason, which I will, I'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah, there's no there's no official DVD release. The only release that I know of is the German release, which I don't think was authorized. Um, but no DVD, no Blu-ray. And I don't think anybody feels like they're missing out. So... It wouldn't surprise me if... A Blu-ray never uh, surfaced or was manufactured. Because I really, I honestly don't think anybody cares about this movie. And I can see why. But before we get into it, I need to get the plugs out of the way. As always, please don't forget to check out my books by going to my Amazon author page. I have several titles in paperback and Kindle editions, including my latest book, He Wore a Leather Jacket. You can also find Payphone, Plaything, Coffee at Midnight, Progressive Entrapment, Open Wounds, Decayed Etchings, and Dreams of Sharp Teeth, and a whole bunch of other stuff. If you prefer audiobooks, you can find many of my titles there the majority of them actually 
If you don't already, please follow me on Instagram at writerbrandonford. You can follow me on Twitter at Brandon Ford. You could also follow me on Letterboxd at Brandon Ford. And if you want to watch along, I am willing to bet you could probably find this on YouTube. Uh, it's not anywhere else. According to Wikipedia, it's not. It it was never available even for streaming or video on demand. That's how unpopular this movie is. And I guess that's I guess that's why I want to do it. Probably, maybe, we'll see. I don't know. Okay. So if you're watching along, make sure you have your movie queued up because I'm gonna begin in it with a three count and there is no um ad. Um not ad, uh promotional uh, production logo. There you go. Because the first two, well, the first one has something. Second one has Republic Pictures. And this one has nothing. That's probably because of the source. So, yeah. So, we're going to push play and we're going to get right into this monstrosity. Here we go. Three, two, one, play. Okay. So yeah, much like much like the first two films, this was released by Republic Pictures, but the video uh, VHS was released by Paramount, and because I'm weird like that. I always used to, especially if it was a movie that I didn't own or or I was curious about. I, if I was in Blockbuster, I would crack open the um, the clamshell, and I would just look at the VHS just just to see what the label looked like. <laughs> Again, because I was weird like that, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Because. I saw the Paramount logo. I saw the first... Well, the first thing I saw was the label on the spine, I guess, of the VHS, which had a Roman numeral three. And this is uh, the number three. Uh, just, yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's the number three in the opening titles. But, yeah, I thought that was odd. Um, this one, I think, tries to, Kevin Tenney wrote this one, he didn't direct it, but what I think he tried to do with this script was make it a little more similar to the original because you know in the sequel in part two rather we have the uh the catholic boarding school throughout most of the film and very little of the second takes place in hull house and i think that 
he he wanted to make it more about uh, kids being possessed by demons in Hull House on Halloween, which is what made the uh, the first film so successful. Here of the introduction of Amelia Kincaid, who's playing Angela for the third and final time. Only this time. It's in Canada. And this is not Hull House. No, no, it is not. I can't remember. Yeah, he says a few years back. Wait a minute. He says a few years back, the kids from St. Rita's Academy got massacred. Well, no, they really didn't. <laughs> they didn't. They got, because, um, fucking Shirley from part two brought the lipstick out of Hull House. The kids got massacred. Oh, well, eh, yeah, well, the kids mostly got massacred on the campus. When they go back to Hull House, some more massacring goes on, but most of it takes place at the campus. But again, I think trying to emulate the what made the first one good was the opening title sequence, and this is done very, very, very poorly. Uh, not good. There, the the music is also similar although i don't think it was by kevin tenney's brother this time i don't know who the fuck did this but when i was perusing the wikipedia page i didn't recognize many of the names who worked behind the who worked on the film behind the scenes other than kevin tenney because you know with kevin tenney's films you usually see uh, Jeff Joffrey and Joe Augustine and his brother, I think Dennis Michael Tenney's, I think his name is. So I didn't really see any of those names. I don't know if they're in the opening titles because they can't see the screen. And shit, I forgot to wear my sunglasses. Are they here? Am I lucky? Oh, here they are. Oh, good. I don't have to get up. Um... Yeah, this is very, very similar to the opening title music, opening title score for the first one. And (laughs) according to Wikipedia, too, it had a very, for the budget, it had a very specific number, which I don't remember offhand, but it was like right down to the fucking penny. But it was upwards of $5.6 million, which I do not believe for a second. I don't know who the fuck wrote that or put that there, but whatever they were on when they put it, um, I'd like a few kilos of thanks much. Um, And it also said that what was there 
for the image for the cover art was the theatrical poster. Ah, again, shenanigans. If this was in theaters, <laughs> no, no, this was not a theatrical release at all. So, yeah, around this time, uh, movies, especially horror movies, were going up to Canada t for productions because it was cheaper. But, and, you know, a lot of the time, it didn't, it didn't hurt a project. I, I definitely don't think it's Canada's fault that this turned out so bad. It might have been Canada's fault that they couldn't find a house that remotely resembled Hull House. And, yeah, I mean, like, it's not even a little bit the exterior. And then when you go inside, it's even less like Hull House. Because Hull House... Here is the fucking demon rap that she's listening to on the fucking radio for some... There was some ADR there. That was bad. She's listening to the demon rap that plays over the end credits of the original VHS version. But in this one, it's, it's a score. It's, a, um, it's an instrumental that's actually pretty good. I like it. Well, I mean, it doesn't really take much to improve upon the god-awful demon rap that um, whoever does Angela's demon voice. Um, did. So this is kind of, I think, a take on the scene in... Uh, Judy's bedroom in the original and, you know, her her having her troubles with her little brother only in this one. It's a bunch of, like, six-year-olds and shit. And if there's a bunch of little kids riding around the house, why would you not lock the door if you're just going to sit at your vanity mirror essentially ass-naked? I think this girl, this blonde girl, I think her name's... I think her name's... I think her name's... Holly, yeah. She... Cl it's clearly a double. A body double. And this nudity is so fucking gratuitous. And of course you don't get any gratuitous male nudity. God forbid. So yeah, we get a little bit of uh, exposition as far as Abby's character is concerned. I mean, she clearly feels inferior to Holly because she's not as pretty and she's getting a jump on going to college um, 
while being in her junior year. So she's looking at college applications now and blah, 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 blah. And nobody gives a fuck. You really don't know anything about Holly other than she's the more popular girl, I guess. And I think she's a cheerleader. Orson just needs to go. There's, there's, he doesn't offer anything to the movie. And Kurt Cobain over here. I'm not buying his bad boy rap at all. The the guy who plays Nick, again, they they always everybody always says that everybody always says that they hire actors in their late twenties or early thirties to play high school students in horror movies, and it's very detectable and annoying. But this guy really look he looks closer to forty. This guy playing Nick. He... I never saw him in anything else. Um, until I saw the fucking dumbass Night of the Dribbler. Which was a movie... For those of you who aren't familiar, for the uninitiated, Night of the Dribbler was a horror comedy that was completed and never released. And if you see it, you can definitely determine why. Because uh, pretty sure it's on trip, uh, Tubi. But it was supposed to be a big fucking deal when Code Red released it. It's like, yeah, you finally get to see this garbage. And there's like a, a, a cameo by Joe Franklin. And there's all of these... Dated, dated references that kids in 1990, 1991, whenever this movie was made, would not have gotten at all. These were all jokes that were aimed at an older audience, but it was a movie that was aimed at a younger demographic. So it really, it made no sense. And there was no, it was not funny at all. I just remember that the Nick character is a lot skinnier, and not that he's overweight here, but he uh, he bulked up a bit. And um, this is so stupid. I would be willing to bet that this is a movie that Kevin Tenney would very much like to um, sweep under the rug. I also I wonder if he had I I don't because I've never heard him talk about this one before. Um, I don't know. The same thing with Witchboard 3, which is also the weakest of the series. But he never... He, I don't think I've ever heard him talk about this one. And that's probably because 
he didn't really have anything to do with it other than writing the script. I doubt he was on set in Canada. Acting is so bad. Abby, come on. Well, and she seems like she's looped a lot of the time. The Abby character, whatever the fuck her name is. I wonder if they were trying, if they thought they were being progressive in 1987 because they have an African American character and a Hispanic character. But then again, in the original Night of the Demons, they had an Asian character and an African American character, so there you go. Again, this hey, is so guys, dumb. Miss Cheerleader here has the hots for me. <laughs> wait, watch it. Wait a minute. <laughs> You're an actual jerk. Hey, there's a quick mark. Come on, I want to get some stuff. You're an actual jerk. And the look on his face, like, he was like, oh, shit. I guess I went too far. And then they have their moment in, in the quickie mart, as he called it. Um, I always hated that fucking part. When Orson, who had been wearing the mask in the car, the, pretty much off and on the whole time. They get out of the car, he and... Uh, I'm just going to call him Kurt Cobain because I don't remember what the hell his name is. He's been trying to get Kurt Cobain's uh, approval the whole time. You know, because he, he's sniffing his asshole. And so he puts the mask on again as they're walking up to the front entrance. And he goes, hey, what, what do you think? And Cobain just goes, an improvement. I think that was either made up on the spot or just an excuse to use a stupid line. And this is another stupid moment where... I'm sorry for calling you a jerk. I'm sorry for calling you a jerk. I apologize. No, you were right. This thing with the soda is so dumb, too. Everything... I, could just, I'm, I have a feeling I'm going to be saying this is so dumb, this is so dumb, this is so dumb throughout the entire movie because um, it's pretty fucking dumb. They put some mini post-its on the six-pack of beer to cover whatever label it was and it's so obvious. This cashier looks so greasy and dirty. What do you mean? You're refusing me service? You got that right. Go look, Pops. Your mama's so ugly, Ripley's couldn't even believe it. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah, right, the cops. Yo, come on, man. Take me to my lap. 
Okay. So if he was reaching for his wallet, wouldn't he have already had his wallet if he had the ID, which was his brother's? Vince. That's, his, that's Cobain's name. Yeah, so I think this was, again, Kevin Tenney's attempt at making a sequel that was more like the original. However, putting it in more of an urban atmosphere and giving it more urban characters. This is so poorly staged and executed. just heightens the intensity. Yeah, Cobain is not turning himself in. Oh, no. Fuck Reggie. Oh, that's cool. Alright, Hypey. Oh, and she is the most annoying character of them all. <laughs> this is kind of cool. <laughs> Now we're about to see the fucking lieutenant. And he is going to deliver some 
dialogue that is line for line taken from Witchboard. Where's the official bank? About to Just after Cinderella loses a slipper. So what you got for me? What have you got for me? That's not at all a cliched cop line. Because he's still claiming it's a robbery. Says the kids cleaned out the register just before me and the boy walked in. So I still want to talk to him. Mr. Morris? Hi. I'm Lieutenant Dewhurst. Homicide. I think this town is big enough to have a homicide department. I'm in. I'm also the bomb squad, the truancy division. Tell me, uh, you like magic? Mm, here it is. Yeah, you know, um, vanishing act, sawing ladies in half, you know, magic. Yeah, that's wonderful. Because you and me, we're gonna do a trick together. We're gonna make all that stolen money reappear before you bust this back. I don't think that he does, um, this thing with the Miranda cards. Um, but, and first of all, what, do I, I don't understand why he has a stack of ca- Miranda card warnings. Because, um, I've never been arrested. Um, but I know that you're supposed to be read your rights if things are done properly. But is the arresting officer supposed to hand you a card with you have the right to remain silent, etc., 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 written on it? Because I don't think so. I'm not a cop. Again, I've never been arrested. So I could be wrong. But. Something about this fucking lieutenant walking around with a stack of Miranda card warnings. Or Miranda card rights, rather. In his... Oh, shut up. Um, all over the place. I love how he just you know, knew by osmosis exactly what the fuck happened. That the cop did hit the... The, the cop did hit the... The tank. And that they are leaking gas all over. What? The old funeral parlor hallhouse. It's been empty for years. You're crazy. Damn it, he needs a hospital! That place is a rat trap. He's gonna die of some kind of infection. He doesn't bleed to death. This girl who plays Holly is trying really, really hard to feign emotion with the quaver of her voice when she's trying to stress emotion. And it's it's not working. Speaking of the uh, funeral parlor, I don't know where I heard this before, but I was like, what? Um... But I heard a funeral, and I don't think it was an accent. I think it was the purpose, purposeful 
removal of the R, but a funeral parlor or an undertaking parlor, whatever, was referred to as a parlor. P-A-L-O-R. Parlor. And I don't... I don't think... And it was even... I think it was even spelled that way, too. I heard something about an elementary school on that radio. Oh my god. Once we cross over the underground stream, we're totally screwed. What underground stream? That wall is built on top of it. Is there a wall there? to have somebody who, who, you know, knows about the underground stream. Um. You know what, though? In the original, they were able to hear the Wait a minute. Get out of this fucking van right now. There's gonna be another ghost haunt in this place, okay? What are you gonna do, Vince? You shoot me? If I have to. Oh God. What? What the fuck? Pull the trigger. Blow my brains out. That's the only way you're getting me out of this van, you stupid motherfucker. He barely touched him. All right, does anybody else want to be a fucking hero? <laughs> uh, yeah. I would have. I would have. I could take this fucking kid. It's not haunted. This place. Oh, God. According to the legend, it's not haunted. It's possessed. <laughs> Yeah, we already know this because we saw the first two movies. They had the break in through glass. I don't think there would be a speck of window that wasn't boarded up in Hull House. Oh, I was trying to say, um, in the first one, because the one Max was dressed as the doctor and he had the stethoscope, so he was able to um, hear the underground stream. So, but that means that the stream is wasn't necessarily beneath the wall. It was you know um um before the wall 
So, I mean, like, couldn't, wouldn't they be safe if they just flatten themselves against the wall? Because there's a scene, I know that sounds stupid, but it makes sense when you think about it. And plus, there is a scene later where the fucking possessed cop tries to go after Holly, who passes the underground stream, and I don't think she goes up, I don't think she goes beyond the gate. I could be wrong again. Um, but he tries to follow her, and then we get some bad CGI, and he, uh... And then he um, disintegrates or whatever. Thank God this movie's only 88 minutes. I don't remember if they recycle the footage from the first one, but I guess I'm about to find out. Because they did that in part two. Is that it? I can't even tell. It's not the same music. Oh, those are the same demon sounds, so I'm guessing, yeah. So they're making this very much like the original. Only it's, you know, not good. Sure looks like it. No, no, I must have hit a a pipe in the walls. Just rusted water or something. I don't know, Vince. I I don't see any pipe. (laughs) (sighs) Smooth move, numb nuts. Give him a break. It's probably the closest he's ever been to a wet hole. <laughs> well, anyway, let's, uh, let's see if we can find a warmer room around this place. Holy shit! Yeah, I really believed. Who the hell are you? That one. Yeah, who the hell are you? Who the hell are you? I'm asking the questions here. I live here. Nobody lives here. I do. I was just getting ready for trick-or-treaters. I guess that explains all the lit candles. Mm. Anybody else live here? Depends on what you mean by anybody. Better talk straight, bitch, or he'll blow your brains out. Won't you, baby? Damn right I will. Orson, give me the gun. This is not a game, now give me the gun. No! Drop it, Orson! Yeah, so Orson took the fucking cop gun, so he, you know... Shut up, both of you, man! 
He thinks he's. You're not the pompous little wimp anymore, are you? He thinks he's ready to go toe to toe with everybody, anybody. Because uh, for some reason, Cobain's his idol. I don't fucking. I don't know. This movie's so stupid. I'm not him. Woof. Fuck, it's my Gatorade, motherfucker. Um, because he's so on your dick, it's ridiculous. That's why. Shut the fuck up! I almost did a spit take. You know, the characters, the main ensemble in the original, they really weren't fleshed out at all. Um, but they were a hell of a lot more interesting than these characters who are, to a degree, they do have, they do have, I could, I would guess, um, individual personalities. You won over a thousand dollars. What the fuck? Why is he talking about the magic shows again? And that leaky gas tank's gonna limit mobility, so they must be hiding out somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. Okay. So, Angela, of course, has to have her provocative dance in all three movies. In the first two, it was. Forgive me if I don't know. Because I, 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 death metal, I guess. Well, it was Bauhaus in the first one. I mean, whatever that one, whatever they are. Um, the second one was, um, that growling music, if you call it music. I don't know what this is. Some kind of like tribal erotica. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> they didn't do it. They're back to work. Fuck. <laughs> Tribal erotica, R and B. I don't know. So we're supposed. To, uh, yeah. So we're supposed to. I guess. Um, 
see that uh, Angela has an eclectic taste when it comes to music. She's very well-rounded. She likes to mix things up when she does her very unsexy, sexy dance. I have to say, this whole th filleting the um, barrel of the gun makes me very uncomfortable. Come on, let's get out of here. Now's our chance. Especially when she starts jerking it off. It's so, so cringe. Oh, please. What? She's like... Somehow... F fucking formed some bond with Nick. Guns are so sexy. Don't you think so? I think we oh, were supposed to believe this. I think but that line was supposed to be a little bit more believable in the because of the uh, delivery in the um, in the back of the van, you know, because she kept looking at him and checking him out. And so we're supposed to believe because she had a little crash on him that he's her one and only. Oh, God. You do want me, don't you? No. That depends. Can you suck a golf ball through ten feet of garden hose? Oh, God. <sighs> Thank... See, I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. There are times, they don't come very frequently, but there are, uh, there are times when I am glad to be visually impaired. And this is for sure one of them. I don't know what was grosser, the blowing the gun barrel or the spitting out the slimy bullets. Open wide and give me some tongue. Um, open wide and give me some tongue. Who? Nobody has ever said that, ever, to anybody. I guess they were trying to top the tongue being bitten out of a stooge. And the line itself doesn't even make sense because 
She says, open wide and give me some tongue. And so they start to make out, and her tongue goes through the back of his head. So she gave him tongue. I don't... I, why, why? Why am I trying to rationalize this? Now this scene, I, I think it's the scene that's about to come up, is so totally stolen from Child's Play 3. There's no way that Reggie would still be alive. He would have bled to death long ago. Did she just say so close? Are you serious? that stupid possessed cop with his brain hanging out who steals all the dial who steals the dialogue from child's play three Ollie, are you up there Abby, over here follow me no i don't want to no God, I forgot about that line. That was so stupid. Abby says, how did you get away? And Angela says, it wasn't hard. <laughs> They should have changed Angela's look. Well, when she's in human form, anyway, for this one, because her look is cha changes so drastically from the first one to the second one. And granted, there was six years in between the two, but even still, she looks exactly like she does in the second one. Now they're gonna les it out. Please don't. Look, I can't. Stop it! <laughs> Too late. You've already made your choice. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> 
Happy Halloween, bitch. That line is almost as good as trick or treat, motherfucker. From what I remember, though, it is. I, I don't want to give the movie. Too, I don't want to give the movie too much credit, but I do remember it being slightly interesting when Abby does the transition into the demonic cat, and her eyes start glowing, and she does the. Is Holly still fucking outside? What the hell? Just leave. Just wait here, okay? No. These two idiots, they totally are like so fucking Kurt and Courtney. Although. This girl here is not nearly skanky enough to be Courtney. Abby, what the fuck are you doing in there? Waiting for you. Oh god. Oh my god. Mrs. Satan. Seriously? Abby. Kev, did you write this script in like a weekend? Where are you going, Harley? The party's just begun. 
Ah. Orson, what's happened to you? Damn if I know. I guess the devil made me do it. The only thing that I'm looking forward to is the um, end credit music and watch it be like nowhere near as good as I remember it being. It's probably awful. I feel like this would be, well, it is a straight-to-video sequel, but I feel like this would be a straight-to-video sequel that was done by nobody at all who had anything to do with the previous films just to cash in on the previous films. I just, I, I can't believe that Kevin wrote this. Not that, you know, I think he's fucking James Joyce, but his movies are fun, or most of them. He's written some good stuff. Yeah, and especially the uh, um, the you setting. And Vince, I don't buy it. No way. Me and Vince, everywhere. Mm. You lying slut! Come on, you freaking whore! You alley cat! Show me what you got! What? I said, show me what you got! You freaking whore. First of all, who the fuck says that? And who the fuck says you alley cat? Even, I don't... Wait. Yeah, that wasn't anywhere near as cool as I remembered it being. 
Um, Oh God, can't go there. Oh no, no, no. No, 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 no. Make it stop, make it stop, make it stop. I can't take this anymore. I'm, I think I'm gonna fucking burn this. No, that doesn't, that's not right. I'm gonna like chuck this thing out the window. I can't believe, well, I will, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. I, I had a t-shirt with the Night of the Demons 3 logo or cover art on it that I rocked for uh, more than a few years. But I will, and I got it, well, I don't remember the name of the site that I got it from, but they're defunct. It wasn't Fright Rags, though. But I got it knowing that Night of the Demons 3 was bad. Um, But for some fucking reason, they didn't have the artwork or shirts for parts one or two. I I don't get that. I just wanted a Night of the Demons shirt, and unfortunately, the only option I had was Night of the Demons 3. (laughs) What the hell is that? Sounds like she's dry humping a baby rattle. I think what I'm going to do when I'm done with this episode recording this episode is I'm just I'm 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 just going to schedule it. I'm not and I'm I'm not even going to kill myself with writing any I'm not going to advertise it. It's just going to pop up if you subscribe this is a fucking mess the movie is a mess the commentary is a mess the episode is a mess I'm a mess
Oh my god, it's been like two hours. Okay, here's this fucking jackass with the child's play three dialogue. Oh my god. No. What? Exactly. Don't cross the stream. Is he really saying don't? No, no, no. Don't cross the stream. What? And since when is being a demon being a total spaz? What the hell was that? I've never seen a demon in any of the... Or either of the movies be a total spaz. You know what I will say, though? I will say this with all honesty. I, as bad as this movie is, is really... Really bad as this movie is. I would rather watch it than Night of the Demons from 2009. She's, I can't believe she said there are monsters. There are demons in there. That's really who she should have said she's not leaving without. She should have said I'm not leaving without Reggie, the poor kid who got shot in the gut. As opposed to Nick, who was her non-love interest. I wish I had like a a uh, a hotline. <laughs> Think of me. All right. Um, let's start taking calls here. This is the Blind Raid podcast. You're live. What do you think of this movie? What do you think of this commentary? What do you think of me as an individual? Really? Yeah. I'm gonna have to agree with you there. I wasn't going to do this. I wasn't going to say this because I thought it was kind of petty. But now, I feel like I have to. I feel like I have to. I have left Kevin Tenney many a wall post. I have sent 
Kevin Tenney many a direct message on Facebook and always always has he responded always I sent him I queried him about Pinocchio's Revenge which I think is a very underrated movie oh god um I think it's an underrated movie. It's a fucking hell of a lot better than this one. So I was going to do... I was going to do commentary for it. And... Well, let me finish my story first. I was going to do a commentary for it and talk about how people really... aren't... I, you know, I don't want to be one of those movie snobs where it's like, okay, you just don't get it, man. You just don't get it. But a lot of people don't. And it's not a very difficult movie to get. It's not a killer doll movie. The doll's not alive. The doll was never alive. The little girl is, was the killer the whole time. Spoiler alert. The guy who killed his son at the beginning of the movie killed his son because his son was a killer too. And he was burying him with the Pinocchio puppet because it meant that much to him. And then the little girl gets obsessed with the Pinocchio puppet and it kind of repeats. I don't think that it was meant to be that the doll was cursed or anything or that it brought it triggered psychopathy or anything like that but yeah are you a cop or a real cop or are you just one of those you know goofy demon cops um but yeah a lot of people don't don't really get it a lot of people just really don't think it's don't pay much attention to it and think it's just another killer doll movie and they're not really happy with the way it ends and I, I don't know. So I just, I, I messaged him and I asked him what he thought about, about this, you know, about how it was poorly received and um, that people really didn't understand his intentions and blah, blah, blah. And he was very nice in his response and he told me what his, what his intentions were, which I already did, but he did, he did tell me something about Trimark interfering Trimark who uh, released it Trimark interfering a lot uh, with the marketing and the, and they changed the title and all that stuff so I thought that was interesting and so I sent him a message um, I don't know a few weeks later and I said um, I'm gonna I would like to do a commentary for Pinocchio's Revenge from my podcast. He's a pig. He's lying. Of course that Um, What do you think about sending me a voice recording saying, hey, this is Kevin Tenney and you're listening, or hey, this is Kevin Tenney, writer, director of Night of the Demons and Pinocchio's Revenge, and you're listening to the Blind Rage podcast. He never responded. Something that could have t- taken him literally 10 seconds and he never responded. And that's not why I haven't done the the ep- the episode. I just didn't get around to it. Um, 
because I really wasn't sure exactly. They wouldn't believe us. Well, I no, I was I was gonna do it with some. I was gonna record it with somebody else, but that fell through. So I just I never got around to recording it myself. That's really all there is to it. Excuse me, but I've been such a scatterbrain lately. And yeah, again, I wasn't going to mention him not responding to my message because I thought it was kind of petty. But now I felt obligated to talk about it because he has wasted 88 minutes of my life with this god-awful movie. Maybe you weren't the man behind the lens. Maybe you didn't direct and produce and... Shoot it. But you wrote the fucking piece of shit. Oh, there's that goofy demon cop again. Yeah, exactly. What the hell is this? And I can't believe another... Another cliche that he used was, you know, the cop who is... Um... However, uh, it's usually a cop um, a week or so from retirement. That's like a trope in movies. But uh, this uh, lieutenant is about to retire at midnight. Waiting for a dramatic no. Oh, shut up. Oh, God. I know you wanted him heavy. 
Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> we have to come up with a plan. Who says that out loud? This really, really seems like padding for time. Now it's your turn. Oh, please no. And you created diversion. Yeah. This is one of the dumbest line. This is one of the dumbest moments in the movie, in the series, and in any series. Oh God! I've got this one trick I'm very proud of. I bet you've never seen it before. Watch carefully. I say the magic words. Focus, focus. Abracadabra. And. Oh God! You dare to challenge me, old man! Of course, it wouldn't be a horror movie without a car that wouldn't start. So what does that mean? Who'd ever believe this? So what does that mean? We're just going to sweep it under the rug? Like Kevin Williamson wishes he could sweep this entire movie? Or Kevin Tenney? <laughs> oh, God. Excruciating deaths. Oh, look, the sun's almost up. Come on, pull. Come on, pull. Oh, you long fish. Pull. Uh, 
that wasn't even a good like final one-liner when you defeat the demon it's like you know you gotta have that that like you know that one final gotcha she just said go back to where you belong bitch okay that was not a you know how sweet fresh meat I don't know. I don't even know what the fuck that was. Come on, let's go. Oh God. No. I hate this part. I hate this part. I hate this part so much. She makes a little cross and closes the gate. <laughs> Puts a cross in front of the gate out of some twigs. Wait, here I here. Uh, oh. I, 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 I just, I hate it so much. I, I, I really do. I really hate it so much. I might have a nervous breakdown. Oh God, shut up. I wish. The police will investigate and so will the government. I, I can't explain it. What? Exactly. That's when I'm coming back next Halloween. No, you're not. Why? To make sure this doesn't happen again. And every Halloween after that till I die. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. We'll see. Because you know she's going to forget about that promise or that sacred vow. The moment she fucking, her feet hit the pa her street. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Mm. God, yeah, this is bad. Yeah, this is not good at all. I think I want the shitty demon rap back. <laughs> oh, God. oh my God. I'm f <laughs> fit me for a straitjacket because this this one really yeah oh boy so if you stayed with me to the end of this mess 
I wish I could reward you in some way. Um, but I, I, all I can say is uh, thank you. Thank you very much. And um, I know that the chances are slim, but I hope you'll come back for more commentaries. I promise you they won't all be this bad, and I won't pick movies as bad. And if I do pick movies as bad, I will promise to be more entertaining. I, I promise I will be more entertaining, rather. And I, I hope to have at least somebody else to help me pick up the slack. I knew this was going to be shitty. I shouldn't have gone in alone. I really, really shouldn't have. But live and learn, motherfuckers. So, yeah. That was Night of the Demons 3. Huh. Unfortunately. And, uh... I am Brandon Ford. And until next time, I'm Pleasant Dreams.